Good morning, church. Uh, this is Pastor Lawrence. I'm not new. I'm just here to uh, introduce our friends, uh, Reverend Dr. Muke. Uh, I have been known her since I was in high school. Actually, she was my teacher uh, during my, my middle school. And uh, after that, uh, her and I, we lived together in the same city. And I came to the United States. And a few years, a few years ago, she joined us here in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, her and I, we have been very close and worked together. I really love her and love what she's doing. She has been taught university in uh, Rwanda and also uh, two years ago, she was leading one of huge um, a Christian nonprofits heading uh, about 90 countries in Africa. And uh, now she's here in the United States trying to um, looking for next chapter. She has um, a dream and burden to working with uh, vulnerable women. So uh, we are so happy to have her and she's with us. She's still here about two months. If you want to connect with her, just let us know. Jay, let Pastor Jed know. God, um, God bless you and I hope you're going to enjoy her message. Good morning, everyone. Praise the Lord. Before we share the word of God, I want to present myself so that we may know each other. My name is Reverend Dr. Nagaju Moke. I'm from Rwanda in Africa. I am a pastor in the Presbyterian Church in Rwanda, but also I serve as lecturer at Theological Seminary. So in normal life, I am a mother. My husband is in Rwanda and my four grown-up children and four granddaughters. I'm happy that I am here to share the word of God, but I also thank both pastors, Pastor Tim and Jim, who welcomed me in this fellowship, and uh, I am so thankful to them. The word that I want to share with you today is taken from the book of the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 5, verse 25 to 32. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to verse 32, I read. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for the 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, Instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, 
who touched me, who touched my clothes. You see the people clouding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you asked who touched me. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman knowing that ha what happened to her came and felt at his feet and trembling with fear told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. The second reading is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. Acts, chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. It says, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was be being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple court. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him and did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold? I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple court walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit big begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonders and amazement at what had happened to him. This is the word of God. Uh, the topic of today that I want to share with you is about uh, the faith that transforms life. Faith that impacts life of people. Faith that change or transform the life of other people or your own life. That is the topic. We read two stories about healing, but I start with the healing of the bleeding woman. The, the story just mentioned the bleeding woman. They don't mention, Mark did not mention the name of this woman. But not only Mark, in many texts of the Bible, women are nameless, not because they don't have names, but because the Bible was written in a male-centered culture. So the writer just ignore her name, but I hope she had her name. Many women were referred to their problems or their location. You found many women where the Bible say the Samaritan woman, the widow woman, the Canaanite woman, a widow of Seraphat, all kind of. Now we are 
talking about the, the story of this bleeding woman. She is referred to her problem. But I want to mention, before I mention how her faith transformed her life, we, I want to mention some challenges. Her life was surrounded by many challenges. According to her status and her sickness of 12 years bleeding, she was challenged by many issues. First, the first challenge was her physical aspect. She was physically challenged because the story says that she was, she lost blood for 12 years and she tried her best to get the nice doctor, but instead of getting healed, it became worse and worse. For 12 months, for 12 years, it means that she suffered. Her physical being was challenged. She was weak because of all these years of suffering. Secondly, she was not only challenged physically, but she was not just weak physically, but even her social life was affected. She was socially challenged. Why? Because according to the Jewish culture where this woman was born, according to this Jewish culture, a woman who had a bleeding was seen as unclean person, especially when we read from Leviticus chapter 15, verse 19 to 31. We see that it says that this impurity put the woman isolated. She was excluded in order to prevent other people to be affected with that uncleanness, which means that she was cut off from the society. She could not relate with the friend. She could not attend wedding ceremony or celebration birthday or whatever, which means that she was cut off. In Africa, we have a saying, our philosophy or we, our understanding about the communion life. We say that I am because you are, which means that I enjoy life because you are around me. I enjoy life because we are together. So when the person is cut off from other people, then the person suffer isolation. She suffered uh, discrimination. She suffered loneliness. So socially she was affected. Religiously or spiritual, that was her third challenge. Spiritually, she was also challenged because according to her religion, a, a woman with that kind of sickness of bleeding which means that if she is considered as unclean, she was not allowed to go to the temple. She was not allowed to celebrate with other people celebration in the temple or attend any religious event, which means that if she can't interact with other people spiritually, she was also affected. Economically, that was another challenge. The Bible says that this woman, spend a lot of money because she was looking for a nice doctor for her sickness, which means that she spent a lot of money, but according to her status, she was put somewhere, she was behind in the house because she was told that according to your sickness, you are not allowed to go out. If then she was not allowed to go out, it means she couldn't make money, she couldn't work for money, which means that maybe even financially she was challenged economically she was weak not only that we mentioned many challenges but i also mentioned another challenge 
psychologically she was affected she was challenged she was affected by trauma why this trauma why mental issue because when the person as i said that in my community in my country in africa we have that communal life we live because others are, 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 are we we are together but according to her sickness she was not allowed to sit together with other people even sharing meal because of her uncleanliness which means that she suffered stigma she suffered isolation she suffered discrimination she suffered rejection loneliness all this kind of the way she was considered the way the society treated her the way her religion treated her the way her culture put her into a box of a lot of challenges made her also feel like traumatized or affected psychologically because of her sickness so this is the woman we are talking about about all this challenge in in short i can say that when you put all these challenge together it is like she was in a box she was closed somewhere whereby life was too difficult for her to change but how did she overcome all these challenges we see that according to the what we read she overcame this challenge because first she had information where did she get information we don't know who told her the story about jesus but the bible says that she had about jesus i just guess maybe even though she was inside the house where she was put maybe i thought that the people used to bring her food maybe she asked what is going on outside there maybe someone shared the story that there is a person special person a man called jesus then that is maybe how she she get the news from jesus but i don't know the bible doesn't give all detail about how she got information but the bible says and affirm that she got information she had about jesus and she had that jesus doesn't discriminate people she got the news that jesus healed the people then the woman needed to be empowered because uh, this information empowered her to overcome this challenge that put her behind there she decided that was the second step after getting information that was the second step she took a decision her decision to change her situation many sick people during the period of jesus during jesus ministry they were helped by other people they brought them to jesus so that they can get healed but her status did not allow her even for friends or family member to carry her because she is unclean which means that if someone touches her he is also affected by that uncleanliness so she was not the situation for her was hard because other people could not even help her help but she chose she decided to change and transform her life she took a hard decision despite all these weaknesses of the way the body felt but she took the decision and took an objective of going and touch jesus this woman knew that according to my culture and according to my belief i am not allowed to talk to jesus and share my story and my pain but also she knew that my status does not allow me to go in the public 
This is why she decided that when people are crowded, I will go inside, then just come behind because I'm not allowed to talk to him, but at least I can touch his garment. That is her faith. She decided, but she had an objective to go and touch Jesus. But also she had a faith that even though I'm not allowed to tell him my problem, but I can still touch from the behind. That is how she went and touched Jesus' clothes. And Jesus knew that someone touched her. And he asked, who touched me? Because when she came and touched Jesus, already the bleeding stopped. She knew that I am healed. And Jesus knew that someone touched me. Many people touched Jesus, but only one person touched Jesus with a purpose with an objective of getting transformed. Her life should be transformed. This is why he asked that. And the disciples said, many people are touching you. But he, 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 Jesus continued looking around. And the woman, trembling with fear, she came and, bent, and, and stood uh, in front of Jesus, started telling the truth. As I said, as I said, the, that she was affected psychologically. Jesus knew that the woman already get healed, but he wanted to, to, to speak to her. Why? Because in the process of trauma healing, giving the person who is affected psychologically, giving the space and giving that time for listening, help the person who is traumatized, who is affected mentally to release and also to get healed. Jesus knew that her body is already well, but he wanted also to heal this woman psychological aspect. This is why he wanted to talk to her. But secondly, Jesus wanted to talk to her, not only to heal her trauma, but also to affirm her faith because remember she came behind it was like if she went without talking to jesus maybe she could continue to feel the guilty that i was not allowed to go outside then i break the law she could leave there was a possibility for the woman to live with a guilty that maybe the blessing she received was like stealing that blessing jesus wanted also to heal that guilty but also to affirm that it is not that you just took blessing for healing without permission, but it is your faith that healed you. This is why Jesus gave her a space. Jesus gave attention. Jesus listened. He had an active listening whereby the woman could share her painful story. And Jesus, not only listening her, her, her story, but Jesus also affirmed her faith by saying, my daughter, your faith has healed you. Hallelujah. Your faith. The, we are talking about faith that transformed life. This woman, have, her life was transformed because of her faith. But finally, Jesus, it is not just that. The word my daughter, is it, it means a lot because Jesus affirmed her dignity. Jesus affirmed her identity because she was discriminated and the society treated her in a wrong way uh, with discrimination and exclusion but jesus by saying my daughter 
it means that I accept you. You are part of my kingdom. You are uh, one of my, my people. I came because of you. It means that that dignity that she lost for 12 years, Jesus restored her spiritual life, her physical being, her psychological being, but also her dignity and her identity. Now, we also read another, we, according to that story, it means that the faith has transformed, has impacted this woman, her own faith. But according to the second reading, we see that other people's faith may also impact other people's life. That is where we read Act, chapter 3, where we see John and Peter, John and Peter, they met a lame beggar at the temple. And the Bible says that he was born. Since his birth, he was there. He could not walk. He was, he was disabled because of that. The only way to survive, it was begging. And the people used to carry the person to the temple where he could meet many people for begging. And now he met Peter and John at this afternoon. When he met them, he hoped that they will give money like other people. Then he said, he, he, he said, he looked at them. Then Peter said, look at us. We don't have money. I like this word where he started Peter before healing. He started by saying, look at us. Why? Why do Peter say, uh, uh, does Peter say that the, the, the look at us? This person as a beggar, I don't know here in the U.S., but in my country, most people who are disabled who are beggars, the people don't give attention to them. People don't care. Even those who can give some money, they don't care about looking at that person. They are not cared. They are not loved. Sometimes they are just there. People just give money without even paying attention. But Peter needed attention of that person. But he also showed that we don't only give you, but we want, we care. We care for you. You are valuable in front of the eyes of God. And Peter said, silver or golden, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk and taking him by right hand and he helped him up. Peter shared what he had because he said, now we see how faith can transform life. Peter said that we have no money. We have no silver or gold, but what we have, we will share with you. Jesus, uh, Peter knew that sharing the power of the healing in Jesus' name is important than giving him money. But this is why he said that I will share what I have. Peter shared what he had. The church, my church and your church, or the church of Christ in the world, is called to share to the needy people. The sharing is about the gospel in action. What do we share? It is about sharing. Sharing is about putting faith into action. Peter wanted to heal that person, but also it was like what we preach, we have to put it into action. What do we share now? If we say that the church is called to share our faith, to transform other people's lives, to impact other people's lives, what do we share? According to Peter, he said, I give you what I have. We are called to share what we have. 
we may share information because we have seen that the bleeding woman get hit because of information that he get, he, she got. Many people in the world, they suffer because they have even no information about how they can be free from their suffering. They need information. They need gospel message, a gospel of hope. Some people need empowerment. They need someone. They need, what do we share? We can share by witnessing the gospel, but also by witnessing our faith, by preaching the gospel. We can share our property. We can share by feeding the poor, but we can share what we have by sharing the spiritual gift that God gave us. Peter is not only healing the person by saying in Jesus name. He said in Jesus name, walk up. But he added another thing. He took him by the right hand. It is not the right hand of Peter that healed the person, but by took, taking him by right hand, what do we learn from there? We learn that we are God instrument. God want, uh, uh, want us. He want me. He wants you so that we may be used as instrument. We are the feet and the arms to reach the unreached people. God wants us so that he can reach the people. Sometimes we Christian, we always have special prayer for the needy people, intercessory prayer in our service, prayer for the sick people, prayer for the poor, prayer for the people who are suffering from wars, and different, in different countries. But prayer is good, but we also need to take action, the gospel in action by sharing. We are the instrument. Peter knew that the Jesus name of Nazareth is powerful to heal the person, but still uh, show the hand to, to take the person. God wants us to share, but also to reach the unreached. Peter also helped him to wake up helped him up. We have many people in our societies, in the world, who need our help. They need us. They need us to stand with them, but they need our hand so that they can raise up. They need our help. Peter, also, when we see how the church, the first church, the church in Act, the early church, we see that in Act chapter 4, verse 32, whereby the church Whenever they met, they shared their properties, they shared food. And the Bible say on verse 34, chapter 4, Act, it says that there were no needy people among them, among the first church. There were no needy people. So may God help us to know that we are called to transform and to impact other people. Have faith transformed her life, the bleeding woman, but we all see that Peter and John faith helped the lame, the beggar person to be transformed. How does my faith, how does your faith impact other people surrounding you? How does our faith as a church can impact and transform other people's life? The church is called to affirm life of the people, not to deny their, their lives. May God help us to share what we have. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you because you are our Lord and our Savior. Thank you for this morning that you gave us this moment to share the word. I pray so that your Holy Spirit help us to understand 
and to take action so that we may be the instrument to transform and to impact other people's life, especially those who are needy, those who are vulnerable, those who suffer in different corners of the world. God bless this church and bless pastors and all the Christians in their struggle, maybe in our context or in this context. And in different corners of the world, we have many people who are surrounded by many challenges like the bleeding woman or like this beggar man. God, may your Holy Spirit touch them so that their life may be transformed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May God bless you and God bless his word. Have a nice day. Amen.